Welcome to the Business as an Adventure podcast. Every other week, Dave and I share stories from our businesses and how over the years we have learned to make our lives easier. Learn from our mistakes and laugh along with us as we remember all the dumb things we used to do and how we fixed them. And if you're looking to learn more from us, click the link to our Facebook group in the show notes where we do free education for photographers every month. All right, so today we're going to do something a little different, and we are going to uh, talk through a topic that is kind of a hotbed issue in the photography space, specifically the wedding photography space, and that is contests. And originally we were going to bring a full panel together for this, and then Angie and I realized that we're sort of two sides of one coin, and so we just needed a third perspective. And uh, I couldn't think of anybody better to come in and talk about whether or not contests are worth it for a photo business than my good buddy Lanny Mann, who uh, he and his wife sort of dominated the wedding photography (laughs) contest space for a couple of years, but have since moved away from it. So I think he will have a very interesting and nuanced perspective. Normally, I do these big, long introductions about how awesome my guests are, but I'm pretty sure everybody out there knew who Two Man Studios are. Plus, we interviewed them before, so it's all good. (laughs) But we're just we're going to dive right into it. This is just going to be an open conversation. I've got a couple of talking points if we need them, but let's just go around the table first. Angie, maybe we'll start with you. What is your stance (laughs) on photo competitions for personal mental health, for business mental health, whatever your take is? It depends on what given day you're asking me about contests, how I feel about them. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's really good to push yourself and, um, you know, to critique and, like, really make a, an image perfect. And then other days I'm like, I fucking hate this and this is the worst and I'm a shit photographer and um, I never want to enter a contest ever again. Uh, so, yeah, it, it depends on my mental state and where I'm at. I think that photo contests are good as long as you have a healthy perspective on them. But it's finding that healthy perspective and balance and not losing yourself in that process. So there, there it is in a, in a very ambiguous nutshell. I'm sure, I, like, I feel like I need a beer for this. I'll get more fired up about it. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, but you know, it's like, eight, it's like 9 a.m. in the morning here, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what, what is your take on contests, Lenny? Oh, well, thanks for having me, first of all. I didn't realize that it was a hotbed issue. So that's interesting. <laughs> Every time I've gone to a, a, a conference and people get drunk, there's always some sort of <laughs> oh, like contests. argument about contests. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a polarizing uh, topic. Yeah, and I'll just clarify that Eric and I haven't moved away from contests per se. We haven't entered one in, I think, almost three years, but not really by deliberate, you know, it, it wasn't an intentional decision to move away or... Uh, we just stopped submitting by consequence of being busy and other priorities. So it is what it is. But what's my take on on contests? My take is it depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends on... You're riding that fence with me. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on several very important factors. One, which contest are we talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's <laughs> a slew of them. <laughs> What about the not contest? Okay, sorry. Uh, I don't know about that one. There's, there's so many, right? So, and they're all different. So it depends on what, what contest we're talking about. It depends on your market, right? Who, who are you trying to attract as a photographer in your business? It depends on your photography, obviously. And probably most importantly, like you said, Angie, it depends on your motivations. It depends on your reasons for doing it. 
and the impact it has on because obviously the the main outcome of participating in photo competitions is the impact it has on two things one your business obviously does it have an impact or not positive or negative but then the other side is what impact does it have on you as a person as a human your internal sense of self <laughs> it could be a positive thing or a neutral thing or a negative thing and so the impact that has on on your drive uh, for some photographers it can have a positive impact on your drive to make good work right and for others it could have potentially a negative impact on that mm -hmm. drive to make right. good work was so. that the case for you and or Erica, that, that motivating factor, that drive factor? Is that what got you guys to initially start getting into things like Fearless or ISPWP or anything else like that? Initially, it was no. In fact, I would say throughout our you know entire career as a photo contest participants, it was always primarily business motivated, the potential consequences for our business. Obviously, it had it impacts on us personally and, and different for Eric and I. Mm -hmm. I was able to always just disassociate my sense of self-worth to contest results entirely. It was just, it had no impact, but Erica wasn't the case. It, she, she realized that contest results was influencing her as a person yeah. and not always in positive ways. So... You know, when we, well, we didn't move away from it, but I mean, she stopped years ago. She stopped submitting because of this, but I kept submitting for her. So <laughs> she didn't have to be involved with curating and selecting and then actually submitting. I took care of that for both of us, for her work and my work. And then, yeah, just in the last two or three years, we've kind of just stopped submitting altogether. Again, not intentionally, but just kind of, oh, I guess we're not submitting now. But that's not to say we won't start again, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, who knows? Yeah. So what, what was yeah. that business drive then? Because when I talk to other photographers who are contest motivated people, yep. a lot of them submit to contests for the reason of building an audience of photographers for education purposes. Like not a lot of people, I mean, that's not true. Uh, a lot of people get into it wanting to get the accolades, but then quickly realize that clients aren't finding them necessarily through contacts unless those clients are photographers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll speak on, you know, in terms of appealing to a market of photographers, that's one thing, but it can absolutely also be a pro for you in attracting your clients in wedding photography. And not necessarily through finding. Yeah, they're not finding you necessarily through your results in contests. But those results can help sway certain individuals in your market once they find you. Uh, a story that I love to share along this is when we were traveling in Australia. And we'd been traveling as a family for weeks or months at the time. And so... We, we'd been eating like shit, right? Because we're traveling, we're tourists, we're not, you know, really taking good care of ourselves. So we had literally made like a resolution, Eric and I both. We said, okay, tomorrow we start back on the train, back on the health train. We're going to start eating right, right? And and um, so literally that next day, day one of the new diet, where that night 
after dinner, we're walking down the streets. So I don't even know where we were, Melbourne or so, somewhere in Australia. And we walked by this ice cream parlor. And this ice cream parlor had on their wall plastered award after award after award after award. Australia, be- best ice cream in Australia, best this contest, like all these these awards. And now my willpower is as high as it gets. And so I didn't cave. But Erica, she did. And 100%, it wasn't because of how good the ice cream looked, right? It wasn't because of how good the photos looked. It wasn't because of anything other than the fact that this was an opportunity and this was, and it's not just the accolades themselves, right? Oh, this won this award, it must be that good. It's that made it entirely clear to us as consumers that these guys take what they do seriously. They're not just making ice cream for the sake of, Whatever, selling and they're they're pursuing excellence in their craft as ice cream makers and so that's just a, a prime example of how those credentials those accolades can help sell yourself to your potential clients right once they find you that was part of it 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 um you know and then we use that obviously in our marketing and on our website to showcase not only not just that oh we're winning these awards but that we take what we do seriously we're pursuing excellence we're trying to make the best work we can and it's being recognized out there in the world yeah. so yeah i wouldn't be able to yeah. hold back no, on I, that ice cream either <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, and yeah. and then you know in our career gradually our our market um, started to shift from just wedding clients to also photography clients in both that a lot of our wedding clients are photographers. I think more than 50% of our couples, at least one of them is a professional photographer. So that started to happen. And then of course, photographers also became part of our market through education. And so both of those markets, it was working for us. My my wonder is always, and I know that Jeff Newsom had a play on this on his website at one point in time where he was voted best photographer in the world by his mom. My my wonder is always like it's one thing to have the shop window covered with awards, but do people actually look into the 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 accreditation no. of those awards? No, we didn't look into I mean you know, it, it didn't say voted I mean, best ice cream, ice cream by mom. Yeah. It had said something. It looked, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It it doesn't necessarily matter to most, mm-hmm. right? To most clients. Obviously yeah. Photo- yeah, to some obviously well, photographer sure. yeah. clients will understand which which contests have more or less clout than others. Yeah, to the un- the untrained person, I think that it's just it's another like notch in the belt for clout. Like, oh, like they know what they know what they're doing. You know, I think the biggest example of this is the Knot or Wedding Wire. They have an award every year for, you know, the best of and all it is is you just have to collect ten client reviews. That's it. Oh, okay, they could yeah. all they could all rate you, I think, a oh, one star and you can still get it. I don't know. I might be wrong on that, but <laughs> like right. you just need to go to their website. Give them, you know, uh, send clients to their website to review you and basically help their SEO. (laughs) You get like the best of award. And, you know, clients don't know what they're looking at, like potential photography clients. They have no idea. They're like, oh, okay, they're they're voted the best of. They must be great. You know, in that that aspect, I, I feel like there's a lot of watering down in the contest area. But there are some contests that I think are really, I mean, fearless being one of them, right? Like that, 
it's I think it's I mean, I think it's really hard to get a fearless award because I haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm it working is, it on is it. Hard. <laughs> it is hard. Yes. Well, I mean, like I, the first time I entered it was after actually I took your guys' workshop, and then I got an honorable mention, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm amazing!" And then I didn't get anything again until I got a few honorable mentions, but I, ha- I haven't, yeah. you know, I haven't gotten anything since then. I had to stop entering because. Every time people are like, oh, my God, I got three fearless awards this round. They've been yeah. posting on Facebook. And I'm just like, I'm garbage. Well, that's that so I, is, I had to stop. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about with, uh, you know, the, the internal motivations. Yeah. And what the results do for or against against you. And when it becomes a comparison thing, it, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like contests are any different than any other form of putting our work out there for the world to see. Whether it's uh, sharing it on our website, sharing yeah. it on social media. you putting your work out there for the world to judge, right? Yeah. And so we have to obviously take our work seriously, but when we take it personally and when we start comparing our results and putting too much credence on those results, it's like, oh, okay, well, this photographer won a Fierce Award and I didn't win a Fierce Award. So this photographer's work is better than my work. And it starts to impact your sense of self-worth. And that's when it's, potentially toxic and, and yeah. negative and oh, that's, that's when it's but, time but, to like walk away and reevaluate yeah. what's really important to you which is what and, I, you and, know i did for a few rounds of it because i was like i just i can't right now but now i'm back in the headspace where i feel better about it you know yeah yeah and and that's that goes for anywhere that we're sharing our work right if we're counting mm-hmm. likes or looking for affirmative feedback that it could potentially be negative and with fearless i mean you know, another positive for, you know, contests, look at wedding photography, the wedding photography industry, the bar has just exploded. Like you go back, mm. you go back 10 years ago compared to now and fearless is highly, highly responsible for lifting that bar as high and as fast as it did without those. Con- I mean, and the best part about fearless was the community itself, but the contest was sort of the, what allowed fearless to become what it became. And the wedding photography industry had their eyes on that work, right? It was an opportunity to showcase this work that's being created by photographers around the world. And as a result, it lifted the bar of the whole industry. Well, I think I, I would I would counterpoint that not the whole industry. I think True. A, a pocket of the industry, because I remember there was a, a film photographer, famous film, like she does all these magazines and Martha Stewart, and celebrity weddings, whatever. And she... Someone had got us, got her in touch with us because she was looking for a couple to photograph at Moraine Lake while she was up here. And I remember being like, this was eight or nine years ago. And I was like, hey, do you know who the Chrismans are? Do you know who these people are? Like all the people who are at the top of our pocket of photography at that time. And she's like, no, no idea who any of these. And so she started naming all of the like award winning and top of the game photographers in her space. Right. And I'm like, I think I knew Jose Villa, yeah. but nobody else. Right. Like, <laughs> but, but, but I, I think you're, you're right. right. Like, that, within our subset yeah. with it, it definitely raised that bar, but you know, it's like being the, the best dentist in South Midwest Milwaukee or something like that. You know, he's raising the game for dentists in that area. But I think, I think it's so easy for people to forget outside of their industry how big the world is yeah you know it's like this isn't the oscars where literally you know millions and billions of people are watching it i think it's good to go after that but like there's people i i 
I, I hate to throw rocks at anybody, but like I know that there's people who have who have tried to win these awards for for clout and for fame, and I'm like, you could you could go to the the Whole Foods in downtown LA, and no one's gonna know who you are because you're still a wedding photographer. <laughs> yeah, it's at at best you're gonna be micro famous within a tiny little bubble. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, if that's what you want, then the more power for you. But I think you're right. What you were saying before about like do it for your market, do it for pursuing excellence in your photography, do it for your business. Like those motivations, I think, create healthy mental health around contests. I had to leave contests because I had bad mental health around it. Like I, I, I would have to turn off my Facebook on Fearless Award days, even if I didn't submit. <laughs> just seeing other people winning, <laughs> I would have to. I, it would just, it would just affect. Yeah. Now it's like water off a duck's back. But for for a while, like it was so it's bad. It's a muscle, for me you know. Because yeah, yeah. Like we're not all we're not all any man Buddha here, where you're just like, oh, I was never bothered by this at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you have to take it take it with a grain of salt too, because the reality is contest winning image doesn't necessarily make it a really good image (laughs) and vice versa a really good image isn't necessarily going to win a particular photo contest depending on the judges and everything else that you know is at play there so take it with a grain of salt it is what it is oh totally you know yeah i mean there were photographers i would be like hey you're barking up the wrong tree like you should take these images to june bug or something like that because this the stylistically this is the wrong place for your well and and even bigger than that is what the photo means for your client who's commissioned you to make this photo for them (laughs) the photos that that mean the most for them are chances are not going to win a photo contest right yeah. Right. So, right. Keep it in perspective. I remember being a guest at a wedding that 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 you and your wife were photographing and and hearing called down from where the bride was getting ready at one point in time. I don't give a fuck about your fearless award, Erica. <laughs> Cuz she was uncomfortable about being nude in the photo and oh, so she didn't want that and so yeah. Right. But, oh, but that's an interesting story because yeah, if we bring this back to what's important, what matters is the work yeah. we're making for the clients and the impact it has on them and their memories, yeah. right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know which wedding you're talking about. I remember that moment. I mean, yeah. she was just like bathed in the most epic light. Beautiful light. <laughs> with yeah. Converse shoes on, you know, naked beside her dress. And the photo that Erica really wanted to make, and she let her make it because she was just like sort of self-conscious yeah. about it at the time. I mean, instantly became the screensaver of for the groom. Like the, the groom is just, it's oh, just yeah. like in love with the image, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's important. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah. what's important. It's just yeah, it's 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 funny how even from the from the viewer's perspective, it can skew like how they're perceiving. Yeah. Like you guys pushing for that excellent photo, it's like oh well, they just want this for a fearless award. It's like no, you want this. You guys always had the right motivations. Yeah, I mean, especially Erica who didn't love contests even at that time. Like that wasn't the motivation. But I just thought it was funny that even the client had picked up on that it, in that time. Is it yeah. isn't it an all or nothing thing though? Like say for example, you find your um, ideal client. They like their wedding is everything you've ever wanted and more. And they say to you, listen, you, uh, we want you guys to be our photographers. We think it's a great match, but you can't share any of our images. Does your motivation to make award-winning pieces of art to submit to get photo contests and that sort of thing, does that, is that going to diminish your creativity on wedding day if you're not allowed to share those images? What are your thoughts about that? Well, we've never been in a situation where our clients have 
uh, asked us or instructed us not to share anything. So I have to speak hypothetically. Sure. Yeah, if our motivation was to to create really good work in order to submit to contests, then I think it would affect our our motivation. Mm-hmm. A lot of our motivation does transcend beyond just making the best work that we can for the clients. It's also making the best work that we can for our storefront, for our website, for our portfolio, for to show our future clients, right? Yeah. So it, it would take a hit if we were asked to not to share anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we still try to do the best work we can for our clients, but uh, I feel like but there is, at least speaking for me, yeah, there's there's a, an added sense of of pressure and wanting to make the best work we possibly can, knowing that I can then show this to the world, show this to our future clients who we hope will book us in the future. But yeah, I mean, I think regardless, if contest submission is coming into play at your event, like when you're making work, we should never be, we never want to be in a place where we're making a shot, doing our work in order to win awards. Because obviously it's not, you know, it's not great for mental health. It's not going to result in the best work we can make for our clients, right? But also, quite frankly, it's not going to result in the best work you can make. If, if you're swayed by those, but trying to create something that's going to win an award, it's probably not going to be the, be- the best work you could make in that situation. Because you're thinking inside of a box for that. It's, it's the constraint of, if this is going to a fearless award, I know it's got to be contrasty. I know I can't take that out of the background because that's against the rules. So I have to shift my perspective. Ex- so on exactly. And so forth. Exactly. Yeah. So anything that's going to take you out of being in that mental headspace of what's the best, what's the best two by three rectangle that I can possibly make right now, right here for my clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, we have been in that perspective, uh, that 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 situation a couple of times. I think almost seven times now, where we've had clients who who've asked us to not share their photos, and we've had different. We've had some people who are just like no, because like one one was an undercover police officer, and so they're just like he cannot be on the internet. And we're like. Okay, fair. fair I understand that. Non-disclosure. And then we've had other people where they're like, you you can ask us for permission after the event if we can share these. And that's our usual sort of thing yeah. where we're like, we'll show you, you can yay or nay them. From yeah. our perspective, it's never affected our creative product at the end because the goal was always to create the work for the clients first. Yeah. But I can, I can see for specific people. I mean, like, Angie, like, we don't have a, a social media following like you or thing. Like, we forget to post all, to Instagram 10, for, like, three months at a time. Not that much. <laughs> no, I mean, we don't, we're a percentage of even that. Like, sure. that, that has never been, like, our primary marketing or anything else like that. But I could see it affecting creativity if you know you never get to share I think it. that it's also how you're wired. The way that... I'm wired. Like I, I absolutely want to create awesome images for my clients. I'm all about legacy. I'm about how, like you take this photo now, and it's going in ten years. It's going to mean so much more to you than it does even you know a month after you get your wedding images. But there is there is a side of me that is hyper competitive. <laughs> There's a side of me that is out. I'm not. I'm not just doing this for the client. I'm doing this for me too. And I think that if it's if it's completely removed where I can't share these images and I can't share the work that I've made and I put so much love and energy into, some of it falls flat for me. And like I, I was talking with Moira about this and she was just like, yeah, she, she's wired a, a lot like I'm wired. And she's like, yeah, you know, if I'm, if I'm not able to share any of these images and I'm taking photos 
and I hear like laughing because something's happening over there, I would probably run like, you know, 20% slower than I usually would <laughs> to go get it because that, that external motivation is removed. And she's like, it's not like I would be like, oh, I guess I'll mosey on over there. It's just like, she's like my reactionary, like I just, I wouldn't move as fast. And I, I get that. Everything that I do for my clients, it can't, it can't be 100% selfless for me. Other people might be wired that way, but I'm not. Well, it's true, but we're all, we're, we're not just professionals in the service industry. Yes, we are that, but mm-hmm. we're also artists and artists, you know, are not necessarily going to make their best work if it's something that nobody's ever going to see, right? When you know, if you're a recording artist and you're, you're creating a song, knowing that you're going to put it out there in the world for others to listen to helps create better work than if it's a song that is just for you to play on your couch and nobody out anywhere is ever going to hear it right. again or right. writing poetry or sculpting any, any form of artwork, right? So that does play in. It's not just wedding photography is unique because we're part professional service service providers and yes. part artists, yeah. right? I was trying to explain this to my friend that's a nurse, right? Which is a completely service related industry. You are you are there to help one hundred percent, right? And I was I was talking to her about this because um, I I'm, have a potential client right now who we're like we're working through it about the the sharing stuff. And she just, she just didn't get it. And so what I, I told this story about my grandmother's table that had been passed down to my dad. It's this beautiful oak table, obviously made like handmade by an artist. It's gorgeous. It has a tabletop protector on top of it. And it's always covered with a tablecloth. Always. I, I've never seen the top of this table. My dad is so worried about it getting like a nick in it. <laughs> this is this is very his generation the way they think. But I'm just like, you know, if if that table maker wanted to sell more of those tables, you know, people would need to see what the table actually looked like not underneath a tablecloth. That's how you that's how you get more that's how I support my family. That's how I make better work cuz I'm able to show it. And then she was like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah. And also I remember that table. I I can <laughs> I can agree with that on the business perspective of that is how you sell more of what you do. But I mean, you can, you could, there's always outliers. I think how we're wired matters. You look at Vivian Meyer who never showed her work ever. And then when it finally came out after her death, people are like, Oh, she was probably one of the best street photographers of her entire time. And no one ever saw it until after she died, but she wasn't trying to sell herself as a photographer or as a street photographer. It was Mm -hmm. specifically for the joy of the art. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm even we saying this, you know, He's like, probably the best photographers in the world out there. No one's ever going to see them because they're not submitting to contests or, or, or things like that. So yeah, I think how we're wired and that motivation matters. And for all of us, we're in business. So that motivation is yeah. marketing ourselves. Putting our work out there for yeah. others to see. And there's many uh, avenues to do so. And it's constantly changing, right? I mean, you know, it used to just be website and portfolio right? And or magazine yeah. submissions, right? And then social media comes along. And then th- that, those algorithms are constantly changing. So we're using stories and reels, and, you know, and from t- and yeah, and, and then there's another avenue is potential contest submissions, another area through which to have your work on display for others to see. So right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's let's change gears a little bit then. And in in a in a pro contest point of view, what would you say to a newer photographer starting out in the wedding space who wanted to submit to contests? How would you? And this is a question for both of you guys. Uh, like, how would you talk to them about? what to look for, what the process might be like, you know, how to get a leg up in that space. Make the best work you can and <laughs> make the best work you can <laughs> it, in that time and place with, and, and don't, don't let any external factors play into that because mm-hmm. those, those are distractions, right? Our expectations and preconceptions about what we need to create or what we're going to create is, is going to put the blinders on put us in the box, so to speak, and hinder us from making the best work that we can. So, I mean, you know, if you're going to, if you want to play the contest game, great. Play the contest game when you're sitting at your computer after the event, in the field, behind the camera, at the wedding, for your clients, focus on making the best work you can, doing the job you've been hired by your clients to do, and then worry about the contest game after when you get home, right? When you're curating, when you're selecting, when you're submitting, if you want to do that. But I really, I really believe that, and I'm not, I'm not Buddha. Like I'm, I don't go to, especially like <laughs> rewind four or five years, like arrive at a wedding with not thinking about the blog post, not thinking about the slideshow, not thinking about the next round of fearless submissions, right? Yeah. Like it does play in, but I recognize that it was more of a hindrance than, than an aid. And once I was able to separate from that and focus in on just making the best work I can there, then we made better work. (laughs) Yeah. Sitting back at the desk afterwards, when you were submitting for these contests, did how you edit the images, was that impacted at all by, you know, whether it was going to an ISPWP or whether it was going to Fearless or who even was judging those rounds of the contest? No, No. when it's, um, for me, when I'm sitting down, Editing images, it's for the clients. It's for their album, their slideshow, their gallery, doing what we've been hired to do, which is make the best work for them. And part of that is the post-production. So closing that creative loop. So then the photo contest is something that's done separate from that. Yeah, I meant separate. Like, would you re-edit an image or something like that for a contest? No, no. I would just select the images that fit the bill. So depending on mm-hmm. whatever the the contest um yeah, maybe if I if I kind of had a sense of who the judges were, obviously you have to pay attention to what the rules. Rules are constantly changing and every contest has different set of rules. So you have to be careful to choose images that adhere to all the rules. So, But that was always an afterthought. That was always a go in, see what we've got, and then submit the ones that are applicable. But no, I never really went back to the drawing board or re-edited things differently with a certain contest in mind. It was just, here's what we created for the clients. And now, so which ones are worth submitting to this contest or that contest? I've absolutely gone back afterward and (laughs) re-edited. Just because for me and the way my brain works is I, like, I have to have different goggles on when I'm submitting to contests. You know, like there, there's one shot that I really love where this veil's being like pulled off this bride's head and her, her face is so priceless. It's so good. Obviously, like that moment was great. I have like a whole series from when that veil is flying off of her head. And when I went to go submit that, like this last round, 
I'm, I'm looking at like all the things in the background. I'm like, oh, shit, there's a tiki torch that I didn't even see. It's not coming out of someone's head, but it's like off to the side. I got to get rid of that. And yeah. then, oh, I probably need to burn down the background a little bit because it is distracting from like the moment that is happening. But as I'm editing it for the client, I'm looking at like the series of images all together mm-hmm. and making sure that that is, you know, congruent, that all works together. With me and, and our workflow, it, it's doesn't really work that way because anything that could potentially be contest award winning worthy is going to receive like an artisan edit. Um, right. One of my artisans. So it's going to, it's going to get the full meal deal. I'm going to go to town on the edit anyways. But what if it's like a photo in a series? Then you have like one artisan edit in the series because you know that's the one you're going to submit, but then all the rest of them. No, I don't do it because I know it's, I, I don't do it because I know I'm going to submit it. I do it because, right, yeah, right. so for the client slideshow, right? Basically like, right. You, know, you know, when we deliver, let's say a thousand images from a wedding, we'll hand select maybe a hundred of those and those ones will go over and above. Like we won't just do our normal post-production. Everything gets, you know, every image gets custom processed, but then we'll go over and above, take more time. So anything that would be potentially contest worthy is going to be one of those ones. Yeah. But in terms of of how we like arrange it in their gallery, if if I've taken the time to do like a full edit, like an artisan edit, and there's another similar image, we're just not going to deliver the similar image Mm -hmm. unless it's different enough that it makes sense that they would want to have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Question okay. for you, Andy, then. If you re-edit something for a contest and push it a little bit further, do you then send that image to your client? No, I haven't in the past. Um, the only Actually, I did it one time, and that was, um, it was like the first star photo that I ever took over on the Big Island. And when, my like, my editing style changed, and it changed, I think, for the much better. It looks much better now. Um, I went and I re I re-edited that star photo and I really spent the time on it. I did resend that star image to the client like a year later, being like, hey, um, you know, I'm changing up my editing style. I love this photo of you guys and I think you're gonna like the re-edit way better. And they were like, Oh yeah, I'm glad that you sent this over because we were about to get a big metal print of it, you know, to put up in the living room and this will look much better. So yeah. But like, you know, if it's that's also somebody like I went to high school with. So like I've known him for a long time. I don't know if I would just like, I don't know. I don't know if I would just send them that image. If, if, if This one was so vastly different. I think it made sense. But if it's just little things like, like, oh, that tiki torch in the background, get rid of that. And oh, there's like, there's a rock in the ocean that's like kind of close to the bride's head. Maybe I'll take that out. I, I, I don't think that the, the average bear is going to care so much about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe though. I mean, also it depends on what who your client is because if your if your client is another photographer, you know, like maybe they would really really appreciate that. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the, the average photography, uh, the person that we're photographing may not even yeah. notice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, fun question: If a photo contest could exist, if you could snap your fingers and something new existed in the space. What would it be? Because I've heard people talk about this for years, the the concept of like a photo contest in the raw. So a non-editing photo contest. And I think I think that's done by people who maybe aren't great at editing. And so they're like, I want to be able to compete, but I'm not great at Photoshop. But maybe not. Um, But is there anything out there that you think would be an interesting contest as a one off or as a as a series or something like that that maybe doesn't exist? 
I like the idea. I love that idea. Of, of <laughs> I love the raw. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty pretty straightforward. Just submit your raws. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be cool. It would be cool too if they had like you oh, go. Okay, Sorry, you go, Andrew. Go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. I think it would be cool if they, you submit the raw, and then as like an added bonus, you're like, oh, and here's how mm. I edited it. I think it would be really interesting to see because like there's been some photos that I have seen that are edited and like I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so impactful. But I wonder like what. What did the raw image look like on this? What did they remove from the background? You know, how much dodging and burning actually happened in this photo? Not that it would diminish how impactful that final picture is, but like just out of curiosity. It's like watching the, I feel like it's like watching the blooper reel of your favorite show. (laughs) Or like you see the final product, you see how that scene actually played out, but then like you got to see the behind the scenes of how it started. Yeah. I, I love the idea of... I love looking at before raw. and afters. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do in yeah. workshops, actually, is, is show the straight out of camera. And But what I think would be a cool contest is something where uh, you you create... A, it's like a head-to-head type scenario. So n- not, you know, going back into your, you know, into the archives and submitting images from various weddings, but where you go head-to-head photographers... And it's it's like a documentary photography challenge or something. So you create a scene or a scenario. Maybe there's actors or or something where different photographers all enter um, a, a similar situation. So the same scene, same story somehow. And then basically the contest is comparing the body of work that's created from photographer A, B, C, and D, right? Yeah. With the face, so like a ten yeah, faced with the same the same set like of that. challenges, the same scenario, the same lighting, the same story unfolds, and out of just interest to see how different photographers would work the scene and what images that they would create. But I think that'd would be they fun. be able to create their own light, or do they have to use just the available sure. light? Yeah, I mean, some photographers maybe would choose to just go straight natural light, and maybe they make better work as a result. Other photographers might try to light everything up, and you know, it could work for or against you. I think it'd be. I I, I feel like the fewer constraints. The more interesting. The better. Yeah. The more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a YouTube yeah. I don't know if it was a series. I saw a video on it once, but it was five photographers, one headshot. And so it was basically they had an actor who had a, a role he yeah. was playing and five different photographers went in and had to create a series right. of headshots of that guy and how different they were. I love it. Like, yeah, absolutely fascinating. So same, so same thing, but in a documentary scenario yeah. versus like a portrait scenario. Yeah. Six actors with like bride scenario. getting ready or something like that in a hotel room. And it's like, they just yeah. reset and go back to, to the beginning and be like, okay, go see what you can create. Yeah, that would be yeah. fascinating. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Somebody do it. <laughs> well, I feel like there was also, I watched a video a long, long time ago where there was like a photo challenge where they had like two photographers that went head to head. I remember one of them was Ryan Brenizer. And basically they, they had to show like intimacy and connection with this couple on a couch, but like the couple couldn't touch. Mm-hmm. And so they had to like pose them and create some sort of like natural I think they didn't even know each other like the, the the couple didn't know each other I think they had they had to create this sense of intimacy by using you know like the posing and the angle and the lighting and all of that sort of a thing and then they compared the images and obviously the, the one photographer can watch the other photographer work I wish I knew like what that series was so I thought it was so interesting just to listen to them talk through their creative process and they're like, do this. Oh wait, no, that doesn't work. Nope, that nope. We're gonna we're gonna switch this around now. Yeah. Do you have a chair? Can I stand on a chair for this? 
Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I like the head-to-head yeah, head stuff. Head-to-head. Yeah, the other contests that I really appreciate are ones that take into account more than just a single image. Yeah. Right? Ones that where you submit a body of work, whether it's a collection of 20 or a, a gallery link or, or whatever, because I feel like if we're having a competitive situation for photographers, it means more to look at a body of work that's created from a scenario versus just one image, mm-hmm. right? So I appreciate those contests. I also, like, I I always personally struggled with a lot of the contest rules. And maybe we can talk about rules we like or don't like as well. But the, the person who pushes the shutter is the person who gets the award. And working as a team with, with Abby and myself throughout the years, it's like the person who pushed the shutter wasn't necessarily the person who conceived the idea or lit the photograph or posed the couple or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got, we've got some stories. We've got some stories on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one yeah. story. I mean, I understand that the, co- the, the contests have to have some sort of constraint of like, you know, yeah. somebody's yeah. got to get the award or whatever. But uh, yeah, I always found that frustrating because there'd be times where like I pushed the shutter, but it was Abby's like 100% idea. And I just happened to be shooting over her shoulder and got the better angle or whatever. Well, with with rules, it's I it's important that they're kind of black and white mm-hmm. because when there's when there's areas of gray that it's it gets very ambiguous. It's like, that's a hard cut rule. It's like, whoever took the shutter, doesn't matter who lit it, doesn't matter whose idea it was, that's who gets to submit it. You know, is it is it posed and directed or not? You know, for a photojournalism, mm-hmm. con- yeah. that's still pretty black and white, right? Yeah. Did you intervene at all in this or did it just unfold naturally, right? Mm-hmm. Portrait versus documentary, real, real moment. Where it gets more and more gray is when you get into like, oh, you're allowed post-production but not all post-production. You're allowed to dodge and burn, but only so much yeah. can you dodge and burn. 10%. Right? Then it, like, then it starts you to get, you're allowed to crop, <laughs> but not too much. It's That's when it starts to get very ambiguous. And then you need to like get more and more fine print in there mm-hmm. to scribe the rule. Yeah. 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 It gets really tricky. Yeah. I, and I think, I think it like, it depends yeah. upon the, the, the intent of the contest as well. Like I would think for something like ISPWP or like these photo documentary awards that it makes sense that, you know, you've got to be hard and fast, but, and this is just my own personal opinion, but like for something like fearless, it always felt like that contest was about how far the art could be pushed. The, the, how far, you know, wedding photography could be pushed. But then there was like more and more rules in place, which I think protected people who were submitting but it gets tricky. It gets so tricky when it's like you can't clone anymore, or you can't do this, or you can't black out backgrounds, or yeah. It does get tricky because yeah, it's about the the intent of the rules mm-hmm. and what they're trying to make contest, what what they're trying to showcase and versus not showcase. But again, it gets back to I feel like we never want contests to be dictating the art we're making for our clients mm-hmm. who've hired us. Yeah. So if your motivation becomes, I'm making this work to submit to contest such and such, and contest such and such has this rule, this rule, and this rule, therefore, when I create the art for my paying clients, I am not going to do this or that or this, Yeah. right? It's like the motivations, you have to, we have to remember what we've been hired to do. We're creating art for our clients, and we want to be able to do that. And so ideally, the contests, if we're choosing to play that game as well, don't have an entirely different uh, rule book that we're playing by that then yeah you have to go back and re-edit or you know not select not submit certain image because it doesn't check this rule or that rule you know mm-hmm. 
I think I still I don't submit to contests. I haven't submitted contests for years, and that's just because my mental health cannot stand it. But I still think that they have a, a really good place in the industry. I've I've got to see and and know a lot of new great photographers through through looking through contests, where it's like I never would have come across that person's work otherwise. So. Be- being the one who is anti-contest in this stance, it's not because I think they're bad for everybody, but they're just bad for me. Yeah. And you need to ask yourself, is it is it healthy for you to be submitting to this? Bad for you and many others. Yeah. It's, it's detrimental to many of our friends and colleagues mm-hmm. in the photography world. We know that. It is something to be careful with. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and to like the beginning photographers thinking about submitting images to contests, I'd say like have a really like pragmatic view of this. Um, it's nothing personal. It's never anything personal. And get other eyes on your work before you submit it. Because other people are going to see things that you don't see. You know, like this this last round of Fearless. <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm trying, you know. Um, I had I had a few fearless award winners look over my entries and they're like oh yeah this one for sure but why is this one even in here and i'm like like i don't know just because that's the one i've always submitted i don't know and they're like no 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 take that one out maybe put this other one in and it's something like right now my mental health like i'm just like oh yeah you're totally right on this now six months ago maybe not because things change but getting other people to look at your work who are more familiar in the contest space i think is a really valuable Mm -hmm. thing yep an objective set of eyes for sure yeah and, and not just for contests, for curating uh, the work you put out there for the world to see, whether it's on your portfolio, in your blog posts, any, anything that you're going to share publicly that's going to represent your work for future clients. It helps to have that outsider yeah. perspective, fresh eyes, because you're so connected. You're connected to the story. You were there. You're connected to them as people. You're connected to the time you put into the post-production. And so that's the time that you want to reach out to your your friends who don't have that personal connection. They can look with an objective set of, eye, set of eyes and say, okay, money, 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 filler, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. It's And it's so hard to disconnect yourself from, like, you know, there, there's this beautiful moment that happened during this ceremony. And, like, there's this one picture that I took a long time ago. This dad had given this locket to this little his little girl. Um, he was getting married. Everybody's praying. It's a moment of prayer. But she's like playing with her locket and looking at her dad. I love this photo. But if I show it to another person, they're just like, okay, so like the little girl's not praying. I don't understand. I don't understand the context. And it took like two or three people <laughs> saying that yeah. to me before I was like, oh my god, you're you're totally right on this. Um, you can't and you can't like differentiate the silhouette of the the groom versus the bride. Like it's called kind of together because of the backlighting. So that image is going to be really impactful for the couple, especially for that dad, you know, this moment yeah. of prayer and his little girl is just playing with the locket and looking at him. But for a contest, it doesn't have enough context. And not just for not just for a, con- a contest, right? For representing your best yeah, work. For, and, and that's the challenge right. of photography is how do we make this incredible moment? Mm-hmm. How do we communicate it through a two by three rectangle? Right, because yes. that's what we're trying to do with a single frame is communicate that what you just explained, what it meant and felt right. for the dad in that moment. It's it's why photography is so challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, like for me, one of my big aha moments to level up was coming to just to that realization. Right, was that like 
in one frame, I need to tell an entire story, which changed a lot about how I photograph anyway. You know, like if I'm doing speeches, yeah, I can have this picture of this animated speaker that looks so good, but like we don't know who he's speaking to and how that person is reacting. And so the challenge being, okay, now I need, I need maybe the the bride and the groom or the couple. I need them in the photo reacting to the speech. And then, you know, is, is the mom wiping a tear because it's emotional or whatever it is? Like I need all of those elements to tell this story of this epic speech or this you know, fall flat speech, whatever it might may be. And that's when you get like to the next level. Yeah, of this, and the know? resulting photo isn't just going to give you a higher chance in a contest. It's going to create more impactful work for your clients. Yeah. I mean, sure. They will, sure. They will appreciate the standard predictable, you know, expected photo because they were there and they remember, but if we can level up, make better, that's why, that's why when I, when you asked me, Dave, like, what would your advice be for people who want to play the contest game? Like, in the actual event, just make the best work you can. Yeah, I think that's the best advice people can hear. I, th- I was glad that you and said it, and that. And it's not, yeah. and it's, it's, there's this idea that these things have to exist, uh, have to be mutually exclusive, right? It's like, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm there trying to make work that can win contests, I'm going to shoot this way. But if I'm there trying to make the best work I can for my clients, I'm going to shoot this way. I don't believe there's, there's a difference there or should be. And if those are the same, that's when we make the best work for clients. And contests. Yeah. That's the perfect place. where That just tied a bow on this whole conversation. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us today, Lenny. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it was conversation fun. With it. I, I think I think that there's going to be a we lot of... We didn't need a panel. Yeah, exactly. Three was good. Yeah, was three good. was perfect. I, th- I think there's a lot of photographers <laughs> out there, new and old, who, who will benefit a lot from this conversation. It's just basically make, make good art and everything else will fall into place. Thanks so much for listening. If you're looking to overhaul your business, streamline your systems, and take back control of your time and freedom, we'd love to have you in our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. You can also learn more about us and our coaching platform for photographers at businessasanadventure.com, also in the show notes. The next launch date for our course is on April 5th. Come and join a group of talented photographers who are looking to completely blow up their businesses. It's a three-month group coaching program that comes with almost 14 hours of video learning content and a 226-page business Bible to help you improve everything from your pricing to your client experience. 